0: Hi, I'm Tilly. I'm a dog behaviourist. does home visits down in south-east of England, Essex and Kent, and today I wanted to talk about displacement behaviours in animals, particularly obviously dogs, and OCD behaviours, and what they mean, why they happen, and what to do about them. So I did a little video of this, so if you haven't seen that go and check that out, that's on TikTok, there is one on Facebook somewhere as well, and it's just showing a puppy that is continuously itching. So every time something is going on, um, whether they ask him to sit or they're just pausing for a moment, he's continuously itching. It looks like he's itching his harness, but it's not that. It's just become a habit over time. So displacement behaviours, all animals have them and we have them as well. Um, We can have them, particularly a lot of people with teenagers and they want to do their homework they'll suddenly start doing everything but their homework things like cleaning the room doing chores and we do this as well if there's a task that needs to be done and we don't want to do it we'll often go and do something else instead because that particular task is just too stressful for us to manage animals do it as in they they basically displace the stress and do other things um, so I noticed this in my mice I used to breed mice and um, often when you held them in your hand you'd have an open palm and they they kind of run about um, but after a while, they would kind of sit there and just obsessively groom themselves. Obviously, you've got oil on your hands and they don't really like that. But this is often because they're a bit stressed and they can't deal with what's happening around them. So they're just going into um, a full-on a full-on groom instead. Obviously, if animals are extremely stressed, they don't tend to do this. They'll do other things. Um, in dogs, for instance, extreme stress would be kind of wide eyes. They start drooling. They might shake. They stop taking food. So displacement stress is 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 almost like an in-between really it's just something that you you may or may not notice but what can happen is if the dog the dog feels like this this behavior that it's doing is somewhat relieving and therefore rewarding then it can go into OCD a bit like what we have with people so it's not something that needs medication um, and it's not something that the dog's born with or anything like that some breeds are more prone to it than others like a collie or to see collies kind of spinning and doing things like that because they need more they need more things going on in the world they they need more drive but other things this can be um, are are chewing themselves like chewing their feet um, over licking they can lick furniture obsessively chasing light or chasing shadows Uh, there was a patterdale i heard of a couple of months ago that was obsessively digging under uh, the cabinet, as so though there were mice. There's, there's never been there, you know, ever any mice. But as soon as it's all this cabinet, it couldn't help but dig obsessively. Digging is another one as well. So not just digging in the house, but digging up mud um, is another one. Barking could be, um, really, but it's more of unusual things that are not that natural behaviour. So I've seen dogs that spin. They get slightly stressed by something and then they just start spinning obsessively. Um, and then what happens is they just do it most of the time so it's not just when the stress happens they're just doing it continuously Um, this is often dogs that are highly stressed by things like lack of enrichment basically so not getting the right exercise not getting the right stimulation mentally and then they find other things to do so uh, my dog in particular Because she's a European village dog, she's very high energy and it's very hard to keep up with that level of management. So I give her loads of walks. Sometimes we're out for five hours a day and she's just, she will lie down in that. She's not just continuously running, but she does do a lot of running. She likes investigating and things like that. But one of the things she does when we're out is dig. She absolutely loves to dig. Now I've got a patio, so that's probably a a good thing, really. She can't dig up the garden but whenever we're out, if we're stopped um, for, for a break or a picnic, she will just find somewhere and she would just obsessively dig these gigantic holes. And there's nothing in there that's never been, you know, it's not like it's a mole hole. In fact, if it is like a fox hole or a badger hole, then she'll stay well clear of it. She knows she, you know, don't go in that one. So she just likes the digging because she has to get this she has to have this outlet she also chews herself a lot and i have to manage that at home by giving her things like frozen kongs and and and, and hard bone and things like that um obviously not cooked bone but that's that's to help her focus her attention on these kind of things and as she gets older these things become less as so she's seven now so she's she's not as um as hard to manage as she was when she was younger but She still is fairly there because these these things are becoming ingrained. So if she doesn't have enough chew things around the house, she will just start chewing her legs and things. And unfortunately, where she's hypersensitive as well, when they're healing, they're slightly itchy and that aggravates her more. So it just becomes a vicious cycle. Things like like spinning and and chasing cars, again, it's the same thing. The dog wants to move um, and it's just learned to spin in a circle rather than using the whole... The whole stretch of the lead, or if you're indoors, the whole room they'll just spin obsessively in a circle. And it's the same thing, these dogs need a lot more exercise and a lot more enrichment. And then, what you do need to do alongside this so you kind of take away with one hand and give in another, right? So, we need to take this behavior away, we need to physically stop this behavior. So, for the, the, the pattern, the cabinet, what that means is bringing it so that the cabinet's in sight and making sure the dog is on a lead so it can't physically get there. Um, and stopping it from doing this behaviour. So doing other stuff like obedience, focus training, all all treat rewarded so that it's around the cabinet, but learning that other things happen there, not just the the digging. And then when you can't supervise the dog, um, you would shut it away from the cabinet and over time it would get used to it. Obviously things like digging in the garden, again, it's a super super supervision game. If you do have a digger, the best thing to do is actually give your dog somewhere to dig. Um, it's much easier to do that than completely stop the behavior because digging is very natural and it's very rewarding for them so I usually say build a dig pet um, a dig pit somewhere else but it's the same thing the dog is not going to teach itself that it's not meant to dig there and some dogs don't don't you know don't care about punishment that much either it's not it's completely on the personality and breed of the dog even if they get shouted at or whatever it was still worth digging up the entire garden um just for that little bit of shout you know it doesn't bother them at all so it really does have to be managed um the dog that we saw spinning um well we've seen a few i've seen uh two bulldogs that were spinning obsessively but that was that was a um that was only really in party situations so they couldn't do all the loud noises and people screaming obviously because dogs don't understand that so they would just start spinning and the reason why two of them did it was because they just once a dog sees another dog doing a strange behavior like this it likes to copy it so a dog that digs if it hangs around another dog it will teach that dog to dig as well so when I walk out with my friends, we, we go out with three dogs, mine and her two, and all three of them will now dig obsessively um, because they like that and it's a natural behaviour. Um, but this is what often happens. So, so for that situation, I mean, I wouldn't recommend having dogs in party situations anyway. They should be somewhere quiet and out of the way. They don't really like that kind of thing, um, but get a lead on it. So the other dog we saw was a German Shepherd. So getting a lead on it and making sure it's physically stopping this behaviour um, but also giving the dog what it needs, i.e. physical exercise and enrichment. So stimulation games, investigating games, puzzles, things that it's got to work out. Um, and you can do a lot of trick training and stuff with some of these dogs. They're very intelligent. I, I was watching a video the other week on uh, on dogs that could speak, which is fascinating. If you if you ever ever want to see that on YouTube or TikTok, that is absolutely brilliant, watching dogs speak to their owners with these buttons. Very clever another thing that dogs can obsess over is uh is humping so again it starts off with a with a hormonal thing obviously because it is again it can be quite a natural behavior um but then the hormones in the dog they peak when they're around their kind of six to nine months really or six to twelve months and then it dips again that's what the hormones do so so in a normal dog it may it may have a bit of this humping behavior and then it may go disappear completely um with some some dogs it doesn't because it's kind of again it's a relieving of a stress yeah so it's not a sexual thing it's just a displaced behavior it's relieving a stress um because they're they've been stressed for for whatever reason somewhat mildly and now they found that this works for them so one of the dogs i've met well it was a group of dogs again obsessively mounts other dogs Uh, unfortunately it's taught its pack mate dog to do this as well so now when when they come up to dogs they obsessively mount them um, which obviously doesn't go down too well with the other dog but it's the same it's the same thing so they're they've got into a a vicious cycle of when they see dogs they mount them um, or you might have it with guests or even a particular person Um, and it's the same thing get the lead on the dog physically stop the behavior you physically stop this by using the lead if you're in the house you could also use the lead you can use your body to block them from that person and then start learning something else so if it was to do with the dog then I would like to try and introduce normal behavior so sniffing the bum things like that um that is usually how it starts anyway they usually sniff the bum sniff kind of almost going up the spine and the back then the head goes over the shoulders then you get a paw then you get the full mount so i would lead a dog up sniff the bum and then move away you can reward as well and if you like clickers that's fine sniff the bum click get a treat i don't really like to do too much of that um because I want the dog to do it naturally and it should be rewarding enough for the dog to behave in a natural manner. But if you have a dog that is very, very difficult, then definitely get the the clicker in um, and rewards are always good as well. Something high value, not just um, just a dry biscuit. It's got to be something like chicken breast or hot dog sausage, even cheese if they're not allergic, something really high value that they don't get often. So you're teaching a dog a new thing and what happens is... Obviously, it has to be controlled. You always have to be there so the dog isn't self rewarding. But what happens is the old behaviour becomes extinct. So, what that means is that it hasn't been repeated for so long, the dog actually forgets about it. Now, when you get older dogs, that takes a lot longer because it's more entrenched. The problem is more in ground and it's harder to forget. It's harder for the dog to forget, basically. That's what's going on. That's why it takes a lot longer but this is what you have to do you have to teach a new behavior you could look at it for, for most things really most most of my training is just that it's it's physically stopping the dog whatever it's doing um in a nice way that's that's why we don't like prong collars or recallers it always have to be in a gentle way because it doesn't matter how you stop the behavior as long as you stop it um when when people go to extreme with e-collars and, and prong-collars, it's only because they're putting the dog into a situation that is too highly stressful and it can't deal with. So you have to start bit by bit. When you're using gentler techniques, you, all, all it means is you can't put the dog in a, a really difficult scenario. You always set it up to win. But it works. I find it works a lot better like that way. It can be a slower process, but you can't get it wrong as often. Um, e-collars are very, very easy to get wrong or incorrect especially if you're nervous and you're waiting for something bad to happen, you may press it by accident without even meaning to, and then the dog's going to get a shock, and it's not fair. Whereas if if you're using gentler techniques and you stop by mistake, uh, or you stop the dog by mistake, it doesn't really matter. It's not going to get upset with you because all you've done is lead it away probably too quickly than you should have done, and then you can kind of reintroduce and um, give yourself a slap on the wrist and try again, but you won't be as nervous. So it's all about setting the dog up to win with these behaviours, but they are interesting. We do see them from time to time, they are they are more rarer. So chasing light and chasing shadows, again, it's another one. So if this is the case, um, you can't have a dog in a particular room that you know is gonna be, there's gonna be light or shadows dancing around and you're not there. The dog would have to be in another room. And then while you're training, again, use a lead so you can physically control the dog and start getting its attention, start getting it to focus on you instead of the light. So that it learns when I'm in this room, I don't chase light anymore, I've got to listen to mum or dad. And then use enrichment toys as well, like Frozen Kongs, things like that. So that it gradually gets used to doing this new activity and the old behaviour becomes extinct. If you try and move too quickly or you skip too many steps, then the dog will fall back into old habits. And even if the dog hasn't done anything like self-chewing or something like that, if you fall backwards with say your exercise or the dog's had a particularly stressful time at the vets or you've gone away for a while things like that it can it can become prevalent again um even though even though you may have completely got rid of it if the dog is pushed into something that's too stressful it can easily happen again and then it's it's kind of your your hard work's down the drain a little bit and then you'd have to start the program again. They usually get through it a lot faster though, once they've learned a new behavior and that this new behavior is more rewarding, which it should be because you're using food, then they go through it much quickly. So that concludes our our displacement behavior really, and and OCD. If you've ever got any questions, then send me an email. Or if you'd like a home visit, um, just drop me a call. I'm on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram and yeah have a nice day everyone if you're interested um, in more videos or stuff that i do i am on tiktok i usually put my tiktok videos also on facebook and instagram so just search fawn dog for those and the main website is fawn dog 1 to 1 dogtraining.co.uk thanks for listening guys